Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's dare to move. Happy New Year, you guys. It is 2020. What an exciting time. I am just so pumped and honored to be here and to be returning to this um, with vigor and excitement and happiness and so much to share. And I just have kind of the most confidence ever in my own game plan for all of us going forward based on so much feedback from last year, things you guys loved, things you didn't love, or things you wanted more of. I just really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much for tuning in last season. I think you'll be happy to know who is coming on uh, this first month of 2020 in January. We've got two return guests and I will be explaining today why they're back, what they have to share, I'm going to tell you guys all about, again, what is coming, what is new in my world, and I'm also just going to tell you a little bit more about who I am to kick things off. If you guys go all the way back to episode one of this podcast and episode two, it is just kind of like my journey, and I did that because over the years, I have personally fallen in love with several podcasts, and For the ones where maybe someone sent it to me or I just stumbled upon it and I, you know, started to like the host, I just found myself wanting more about who, want to know who the host is. And I think Ed Milet was the first person that I really was like, who is this guy? What is his story? And when I went back to look for an episode just about him, he had one but I don't. I still didn't feel like I got enough, um, and I wanted to like Google. And I'm not a celebrity, obviously, um, so there's not a lot you can Google about me. But the one thing that I did when I started this is I did those two episodes, and as I reflected over Christmas time, I realized that they start right after college, and I intentionally did that because my journey post grad into the real world is what brought me to you guys and podcasting and all of my kind of adult realizations, but there's two things I want to address. The first is that I know that I didn't go back to like my childhood and I'm going to do that today for a reason. And then number two, there's so much growth and so much that has changed for me just since like last October. And obviously I've been recording since then, but I'm going to build on kind of the little bits I shared towards the end of 2019. So to get started, The reason that I want to share just a very short version of my childhood is because um, some of the podcasts that do really well, like the interviewers who are just super talented, I noticed that they do paint a picture of the person as a whole. And in the space that I've grown into recently with my coaching, there's this idea of um, reparenting your inner child and talking about you know, your past selves and maybe what you were conditioned to learn as a kid. And obviously these good interviewers ask about these people as children to see like, are they still like their inner child? Like, 
maybe they had to grow out of their inner child. Maybe they had to reparent. Like how did their childhood impact who they are today? And the one example I'm thinking of is on Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. He interviewed Malcolm Gladwell. And I just really loved getting this bigger perspective on who Malcolm Gladwell is and not just what he did after college. So that's why I wanted to, the first reason why I really wanted to go back and do that. And then the second reason, and this one's super interesting, is that somebody who listens to the podcast, at least I think they do because I don't think they would have made this comment if they didn't listen, said that my podcast would be better if I acknowledged my privilege. And, um, in the the place and time and space we are today, I think acknowledging privilege is something we should all do. And and for the very loyal listeners who have listened to every single episode, you know, or at least maybe you will remember now that I have said that I am so privileged that my uh, parents paid for my education. And that is a major privilege that I have had in this life. And I am forever thankful for that. But What's so interesting is that this person DM'd me. This person had no profile pic. They had no followers. They only followed seven people and they were private. So like, could have been a troll, but I'm, again, not a celebrity. I'm not some big wig and I want to learn as much as I can and take as much feedback as possible. And so when I inquired, you know, what do you mean? What what would you like me to do this? I kind of wanted to use it as a teaching moment. They said that I should acknowledge that I come from basically a wealthy family and that I have privilege in my life to live an extravagant lifestyle and do nice fancy things and that I'm supported by my family. And what's so freaking funny is it couldn't be farther from the truth. So that's why I wanted to go back and just share with you guys a little bit deeper about me because if... um, If you're new to podcasting, what's really cool about the podcasting world is that when you go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, just like you could type in, I don't know, a a song that you like or a title of a song, you could type in a name. So before I hired my coach, I typed in her name into Apple Podcasts and I found several episodes where she was a guest and I could learn about her and I felt like she was already teaching me before I hired her and it made me so excited to hire her. So right now I've only ever been on two podcasts, one called Red and White's Conversations. It's kind of like a fun wine conversation podcast. I talked a lot about my family's wine business um, and then a fitness blitz podcast. So I talked about my time in the fitness industry and I talked about um, my perspective on the future of fitness but other than those there really isn't a lot out there that talks about my childhood so I'm gonna do that right now uh, very very briefly so that you guys get a whole picture of who I am because I know that a lot of you have followed me because of you know meeting me at Barry's boot camp in Boston or shred 415 in Chicago so here we go I was born in Florida on an Air Force base my mom labored for almost two days without her doctor because her doctor was serving in desert storm. She had no epidural and I was nine days late. So that's crazy. And uh, before I can remember anything, we moved to Indianapolis, Indiana, right outside on 40 acres of land in this super old farmhouse that was not the greatest um, that my dad had... uh, co-purchased with his father when he was 19. So at this point, I think my mom was 24, my dad was 26, and they had me, and I was living on 40 acres. My dad was commuting about two hours north or south, I forget which way, because he did both at different times in his life, to go to Air Force bases. 
And then very soon after me, my mom had two more babies. So I had two little brothers. My mom, my dad was gone most of the time, except the weekends. And by the time I was like four, my parents had separated once. Um, when I was five, my dad left to go serve our country by um, being stationed in Korea. He would fly the no-fly zones. Um, he was just really in the thick of being a fighter pilot. And I went... I think I saw him once when I was in kindergarten and that was over Christmas. And when he came back, my parents got divorced and he went to Idaho to do more intensive active duty, which meant he was circling Iraq. So I was a first grader who went to bed holding a photo of my dad, wondering if he would get shot down. Now, don't know why my parents decided to tell me that much, or maybe I just pride for info, but I definitely knew there was risk involved with what he did. I definitely knew my dad wasn't really around. Um, and before the divorce was final, it was like very clear that we were being raised by a single mom. Um, once the divorce was final, um, and just so you guys know, this is not like, this feels like so weird to share this, but I do think that um, what I'm going to share is is maybe helpful for anyone who ever wants to work with me as a coach or also just is a curious person. Um, my dad came from a father who was a very successful businessman who came from nothing. My grandfather, you know, was raised also by a single mom and started a car business. And um, my dad wanted nothing to do with it. But because of the family's wealth that my grandfather had generated and my dad um, potentially someday having access to it, when my dad got divorced, my mom had, and him had to um, negotiate what had been a prenup that was pretty intense, meaning like it skewed very much in favor of my father. And so my mom raised us after the divorce in a modest home in Fishers, Indiana. We moved about 30 minutes, 40 minutes from where we had been living. We now had a neighborhood, which as a kid was awesome. But I watched my mom as like a 31 or 32 year old basically learn like, okay, how do I get a job? How do I buy a car? Like, how do I, how do I buy a home? She had never had a job because she got pregnant like right out of college. And I just remember a lot of fear. I remember a lot of like uncertainty. I remember my mom's dad, my papa was around all of the time, uh, which is amazing because he was kind of like a dad to me and he helped me do my homework and he taught me history and spelling and took me to gymnastics practice. And so I thought it was so interesting when this, I think it was a woman based on the name, had said, you know, you had this charmed life and you're supported by your family because as far back as I can remember, we were all just kind of like a team, you know, like even my pa my papa was always picking me up. Like I have very, if at all, any memories of my own mom taking me to gymnastics practice. It was either my papa or it was my friend's mom's. Um, I was on delayed payments for cheerleading. Um, you know, it was a kind of a fight with my, in my family for me to get braces. So like it was, I, I also remember cutting coupons with my mom to, to go to the grocery store. So it was a very just normal, in, in my opinion, way to grow up. It wasn't this kind of charmed life, but I think that the part that was charmed is because of my dad's family's um, side of wealth and opulence, you know, we did get to experience like, you know, we'd go from worrying about paying for cheerleading to like, I would get on a, a plane to go to Aspen, Colorado for Christmas with my, you know, dad's side. So there were, there were these experiences that were kind of out of the norm that were really magical, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily easy um, because there was a lot of stress with seeing a dad a couple times a year, right? And my, how do I make a relationship with someone that I don't know that well? Um, 
And it wasn't until I was probably 13 or 14 that my dad moved to Indiana after serving as a Thunderbird and serving our country and active duty. And so we really spent my teens, which teenage girls are not fun to deal with. I was not fun. Um, I We spent our teens trying to forge a relationship that has always been kind of a challenge, but it's, it's in a really good place now. And so um, as early as I can remember, I was babysitting and... Um, I had a job during high school when I did newspaper, like I helped start my school's newspaper and that was a journalist in me. I did cheerleading, I did pole vaulting, um, and yet I worked, um, even during the school year, like obviously in the summers, but, um, yeah, like whether it was four till 11 or sometimes I couldn't get there because I practiced till 7.30 till I'd close at 10 and then, well, really you're not out of there and home till 11. So I worked, I worked in college as a spin instructor. Again, my privilege was that I had my school paid for. And um, again, none of this is me proving that I had it one way or another. It's just, I really want to share my story that like seeing a single mom have to figure it all out and, and hearing her say so many times, like never rely on a man and never ever um, be in a situation financially where you can't support yourself was just so deeply ingrained in me that to be honest, when um, I met Jeff, I, I was a little insecure in the beginning because he's seven years older and has a really great job in finance. And I, I just felt like I had to compete, which you know isn't the case in a good relationship, but there was that urge. And um, so I guess the long and short of it was that I have a very present, caring, loving father now. His dad generated a ton of wealth for his, him and, and that, that his, my dad's side and my mom has become a very successful medical sales device woman and she's very happily married. My parents are all friends and I just hope that gives a little bit of a background um, on me and I guess the best way for me to even put it in my own head is that I had a life where things weren't that great. There was a lot of yelling. There was divorce. There was scarcity. There was fear. There was my mom's depression through all of this and the struggle. But now we're all in such a lovely, beautiful place. And so if anyone out there is going through their parents getting divorced or getting a divorce themselves, um, I just really hope that this expands your mind to think about like what it would be like to, I don't know, have drinks with your ex. <laughs> I mean, it it kind of makes me laugh because I always we've talked about this on the podcast in last season um, about how Jeff and I stayed with his ex in Wyoming or, or sorry in her cabin, not with her, but we we didn't end up seeing her and and since then Jeff and I have hung out with my ex and I've always just thought like why couldn't we be friends and what I love is that Jeff's parents who are also divorced and then uh, remarried. Um, are all friends like we do all the holidays with both of them and same with my family um, to a degree so I think that that's just something that I would have never thought could be possible but it is and it's beautiful and um, that's a little bit about my background you know I I haven't taken any money from my parents for like groceries or gas or anything and um, at a point where I don't know like I guess it just kind of took me aback that one someone could assume that and two like if they did I just I would never say that but I think it is worth just sharing my story and that I come from the Midwest and oh I also went to college in Ohio if you did not know that 
so that is a little bit about me and I'm glad I did all of this in less than 16 minutes because I don't want to take too much time on it but that is me and if you're curious about what happened to me or for me or what I went through from um, college until now go back listen to episodes one and two of this podcast it talks a lot about kind of the storyline that even my book my novel dare to move follows obviously I took some creative liberties in it and called it a novel based on true events but um, I kind of outlined that in those episodes so check that out and then as of now you guys I think I said this last episode but I am so freaking happy I am in a place where I I was saying it like before I even had any answers, which is crazy and I can't wait to get into this year, but I've been exploring this place of stillness, which you're going to hear so much about this season, all about stillness, all about the magic that happens when you allow things to happen for you and when you slow down, which again, I'm like, cold calling the universe, dare to move, hustle, hustle, like get up at 3.30 in the morning. Like, yes, I have lived that life and it got me a lot. And I do think that everybody should know that if they have to, if rising to the occasion for them in this world or getting the job or doing the thing that they really want in life involves a 3.30 wake up or a 4 a.m. wake up or something that is really uncomfortable for them, I will never say that I don't believe in that and I will never say that I don't believe in hard work but the one thing that has come up for my me and my coach is that I was taking a lot of action and I wasn't in a place of alignment and in order to find alignment which you know her the name of her style of coaching was um (laughs) alignment coaching believe it or not um and it was just all about like like the beginning was sit still like stop Let's do these journal reflections. Let's talk about it. Let's see what comes up for you. And it's amazing when you just, your only goal during the day, like when I wasn't teaching berries throughout all of November, all of December, and a week in October was just to meditate and journal and read. Meditate, journal, read, meditate, journal, read, and teach a couple berries classes. I just found so much and also like – saw so much if this makes sense so it's not like I discovered I should be a coach because uh hello I've been coaching since 2014 so it kind of hit me like if you had told me Garrett when you sign up with this coach you're basically going to learn that you need to put all of your energy money time and heart into Crossroads of Fitness I would have been like you're you're kidding me no I'm not because I didn't know how and I didn't know what that would look like and I didn't know why or how I would serve in that way but I've discovered through some really deep work with this coach and really just elevating my own happiness and life and when you slow down the beauty is you get out of survival mode by getting out of survival mode and finally like like taking that breath you kind of see the different things that pop up that you need to address or ponder or write about or think about or talk about and you do that and then you move on and then you find more and then you see more and so part of this was seeing more of what was already in front of me that I couldn't see because I was in survival mode Um, and guys let's just quickly define survival mode survival mode is like 
I don't have time to meet a friend for coffee. I don't have time to like self-care. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to go on a date. It's like, it's that constant just like, I'm so stressed out. I don't have time for stuff. Like, because you're, you're right. Like technically we're all like only able to be on this planet for a certain amount of time. But, but really you're so much more in control of a lot of things in, in some ways as, as you aren't. Um, and I think that when you let go of trying to control it and you, you control the, the dial of how much am I going to try to control, you'll be able to slow down. So I turned the dial down to like, I'm controlling nothing. My only control was taking the dial, flipping it down to zero. I quit my real estate job to, to, to not have anything to worry about except obviously berries, which I've been doing for so long. I love and I can do in my sleep at times. And and just letting things come. And what's so wild is the second week of my coaching program, I had this amazing entrepreneur. He's like a partner in a venture capital firm. He is a VP of a big company here in Boston. Reach out with it. And he's also going to MIT. He reached out to me about a company that he wants to start and like how I could maybe help serve this company. So it's like, oh my gosh, I had to be in that energy to receive that opportunity. I had to be sitting at my desk to be able to think and ponder about if I could step up to that level and serve that way. If I had been running around doing whatever I was doing before, all stressed out, like who knows if that would have even come to me. And so lots and lots of deep realizations and I'm sure because I'm going to talk more and more about what stillness means to me throughout this podcast which spoiler alert that is the theme this year exploring stillness um, because I think a lot of really successful people do it um, is that I am coaching so I already have six clients and I do have space for more because they came to me so quickly that some of them will be ending their three months by the end of January um, and my capacity is more than six. So I'm taking on clients for mindset coaching. You might need mindset help with a move to California. One of my clients, that's her goal. Like, how do we quit your job? How do we get you to California? What are the things you need to change within yourself to even believe that this is possible? Okay, now let's put the how into play once we visualize the future, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of woo-woo, but it's it's beautiful. And then also, one of the, the more um, common popular things I'm doing based on my six years of coaching nutrition is helping people do two things and sometimes both at the same time. One, redefining your relationship with food because there's a lot of diet bullcrap out there and there's a lot of um, people that I've worked with that, or I should say this, out of all the people I've worked with, I would say 60%, maybe 65, are curious they are high-performing, high-achieving, motivated people who can not only get the results by following you know, the plans that I give them in my coaching, but they have curiosity and they want to look at food differently and they want to change their whole life and relationship to food and that their intention of wanting that change and their curiosity to use me as all that I can be to help them do that has gotten them results that last. But there's another 35 to 40% of people that come to me and they just want the quick fix. They tell me they really only work with me four to six weeks and I don't let them because change is impossible in that short of time. 
and they do it. They do the things. They restrict. They don't tell me that they're feeling restricted. They get the results and then like, I don't know, three to six months later, they're like, hey, I really want to come work with you again. And it's on the same hamster wheel. I fell off the wagon. And my thing is like, no fucking wagons this year. None. We're not doing that. We are redefining the relationship with food. And I can tell you from my own experience with clients and with myself that when you redefine that relationship, you will absolutely lose weight. But you have to do the deeper work. So there's that. And then there's also redefining your relationship with your body. And this one's interesting because my aim is to work with either celebrities or TV personalities like news anchors or um, some type of performer where let's say you have a really complicated relationship with your body. Like it could be something like some people hate the sound of their own voice. Some people hate their hair. Some people don't like their fate. Like there's a lot of people with insecurities that – if you heard it out loud, you'd be like, that's crazy. I can't imagine, you know, thinking my nostrils are a weird size. But like you're over here thinking that your hip is a weird shape. So everyone has their thing. But I do think that we can work on rebuilding a relationship with our physical bodies. And there's a lot of work around that space. A lot of times it ties to food. But I want to help people feel more comfortable in their own bodies. Obviously, that impacts your sex life. It impacts your family time on the beach. It impacts the way you interact at a social gathering if you don't like the way your clothes are fitting you. And I've obviously dealt with all of that, but I've dealt with it on a place where no matter how I felt, I had to get on a platform in a spin studio and teach in front of 50 people or get in front of these Barry's Bootcamp clients, you know, with 50 some people in the room. And I didn't get to say, no, I don't like how I look today or no, I'm bloated today. Like I still had to show up and I learned a lot through that experience. And I have a lot of mindset tricks and tips and things I've done to get myself into a place where I feel like I'm embodying what I want to embody regardless and that's what matters to me and that's what gets me to show up. So if any of this is speaking to you, I really honestly didn't believe, didn't plan on going into the salesy pitch there of like what I am doing, but it felt right because I'm so entirely passionate about this work. Um, so if you are feeling called to work with me between now and this goes live and the very end of January, I am giving free clarity sessions. That means for an hour or 75 minutes, I will get on the phone with you or meet you if you're local to Boston in person and try to give you clarity on any of the issues you're going through. And I got to be honest, the first 10 I did all had to do with career. So I've had a lot of practice in that area. If that's your thing, you need clarity on. And if at the end of the session, which I will say a lot of people feel better at the end, you feel good. I just say give two free sessions to someone you know. And if at the end you're like, oh shit, getting coached feels really good. I want more of this. I am giving major discounts in my coaching um, to the people who do the free clarity sessions. And those discounts will also last through January. So if you've ever thought about getting a coach and you're like, you know what, 2020 is a year. I mean, you guys know, my loyal listeners, you know that I said on almost every podcast that my goal is that I wanted to manifest a coach. And I wrote down at the end of December how many people I actually talked to. And it was 10 that I came in contact with, that I contemplated, that I actually wondered like, is this my coach until I found mine? So I'm not telling you it's a quick, easy process, but if it's been on your radar for a while and you like what I have to say and you know my background now and you would like to work with me, just shoot me an email that says um, free clarity session and I will book you. So that is amazing. So now what is coming up for January, 2020 January? Now we have one guest 
who is going to come on the second interview that you'll hear. She is going to be recurring. Not sure if she'll come on every month, but she will come on at least six times this year. Her name is Bridget Carroll, and Bridget was on, and she was one of our top listened to um, guests last year, and she's a functional health person. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. I put it in the show notes because it is really interesting. We talk about um, toxins. We talk about supplements. We talk about um, what she does. We talk about my journey with gut health, and it was very gut health focused, Um this year we're kicking it off with a very general general episode that talks a lot about um the different ways we're going to branch so we're going to branch into like fertility and pregnancy and gut health and hormonal health we're going to go into just anxiety and hormonal health we're going to go into gut health specifically and gut healing we're going to go into toxins and the environment we're going to go into stress i can say from the interview that um it does focus a lot on the theme of what 2020 will be for everybody in the functional health space which is individualization Um, We hope that everyone will have their own gut health guru by the end of 2020 because that's truly the only way to know what's going on. So look forward to her episode dropping, I believe, the second week of January. And she will be coming on back very frequently because I want you to get to know her because we may be planning a little bit of a surprise for the end of 2020. So check out Bridget um, coming up very soon this month. And then um, the first episode, aside from this one, uh, the first interview is actually with Anna Bridget, the light healing uh, spiritual guide slash therapist who is literally a clinical psychologist, but she's also, she's, she works within therapy with kids right now, but she's also a medium. Like she talked a lot about um, love, relationships, manifesting love, and specifically my example of manifesting Jeff last June. So I'm going to link that below too. And I know it's confusing because there's Bridget Carroll and her name on Instagram is the spiritual healer's name is Anna Bridget. Her name's actually Anna Shookum, but her Instagram is Anna Bridget. So anyway, I'll tag her in the show notes as well. If you want to know about twin flames or love or just kind of energy and um, you're learning about what 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 your higher self is, we talk about that. And this year we're kicking off 2020 because I was just like, okay, we need a spiritual guide because we're going into a new decade. The number is freaking 2020 and you are going to be shocked. Um, the only way to describe how I felt when that epi- episode ended was just like, shocked because I asked her questions like how do we harness this new energy of 2020 into you know not the new energy of like the new decade specifically but like you know when it's new year's and everyone wants to go to the gym and change their life and hire a coach and all the amazing fun things that I totally love and I'm the biggest rider of that wave um, but how do we carry that till September what do we do in April when we don't feel so great or October and I was expecting to take it into like what does the whole year look like? And she focused so strongly on January and what a powerful, really like reaping what you sow month it's going to be. So if you are in need of some hope, stay tuned for the first official interview this year because Anna's episode is magic. Like that is, it's so freaking magic. So if you can't wait to hear some of that stuff and you haven't listened to her episode, go back and listen to it now because it'll just get you pumped for what's coming. Um, so then we have 
um, the CEO of a brand new uh, company, and he's probably going to hate me if he ever ends up listening to this, because I the only way to tell you about the product so that you just like generally can get a quick idea of what it is, is it's like muscle milk. It's called Slate. It is a protein milk. It has all clean ingredients, and it's high protein, tastes really great. I met the CEO at my gym in the Park Plaza in Boston, and Um, He's going to come on and tell the story, and it's been such a wild ride, so I'm excited for you guys to hear that. Then we have another CEO out of Columbus, Ohio, and if you follow along on Instagram, you've seen me post about their this fabulous skincare line called Conquer. Right now, if you guys want to go buy it, I mean, here's the deal. It has a shelf life, which is kind of cool because, I don't know, like you don't want to eat something that has, you know, been in your fridge for a year, Right. So why would you put something on your face? So I was gifted um, from Conquer um, their Quench moisturizer, their, um, I forget the technical name, but it's basically their toner, and then um, their Honey Scrub Face Wash. Those three products, you guys, I did a story about just, I mean, I got a lot of really nice compliments actually on my skin. Um, The products are amazing. I use them all for the last like literally three weeks of December. Um, And I'm recording this on the 31st, so I can tell you that I just finished. (laughs) I just finished it. Um, It's really, really amazing. So we're going to have Lindsay on. And Lindsay is a founder. She is all about conscious capitalism and conscious skincare and really being mindful about what we're doing, the impact it's having, how we can help people and really how we can take care of our our skin on like a microorganism level. So her thing is, you know, we have a, we have gut health, we have a microbiome, but we also have like we have microbiomes everywhere, not just in the gut. We have it, you know, on our skin, we have it in our mouth, we have it, you know, if you're a woman in your vagina. So you have to deal with the different bacteria on different areas of your body in a certain way and the skincare line supports that and some of the natural ingredients are just wildly interesting like one of them is like witch's prick or something but anyway it doesn't smell you know natural products sometimes smell like i feel bad saying this but like tea tree oil or something this one smells like vanilla almond so you're good love it um so we're gonna have the ceo lindsey muller of conquer on the podcast this month and then we are also gonna have my beloved fiance who will be my husband by the end of this year and we're gonna talk about what he learned from listening to these episodes because he always listens, he always gives me feedback, and I always love seeing what he learns. Um, so he's gonna come on, tell you what he's learned, and then also tell you a little bit about what's going on in his world because Jeff's world is just like peace and love and productivity and happiness, and he's so connected to nature, and it's just such a, I don't know, I just, I love, I love conversation with him, and I think it gives you guys a different perspective on me, so Jeff will be on at the end, and it will be at our one, or sorry, one year, our three-year anniversary together, so he'll be on at the end of the month for our three-year anniversary, and his first month of being on the podcast, he will be a regular member, so you're going to be hearing a lot from Bridget, you're going to be hearing a lot from Jeff, and if you're interested, I put all of the links from Bridget and Jeff. Jeff has been on several times and Anna Shookum, the spiritual healer, or not healer's uh, guide, um, in in the show notes so you guys can listen. And I think that the lineup of two really motivated up and coming uh, CEOs 
and then two people that are in one in our physical natural health and one in our spiritual health is going to give us the most balanced outlook for 2020 and a really zen way to start the year. You're going to pick up on me talking a lot about this theme of stillness for me. Um, so there's that. And then we're probably going to do a bonus episode with an actor, entrepreneur, and health coach in Chicago. Um, I'm working on some sound issues with that episode. So stay tuned for all of that. And if you guys want to check out the Conquer Skincare line, um, I have my first coupon code ever from a skincare line, which I've specifically turned down a bunch before because they just don't mean anything to me. And this one clearly means a lot. So um, the code is DARE TO MOVE, obviously. All caps, DARE TO MOVE, all one word. And it's 30% off. And the cool thing about this, guys, is the products are really reasonably priced anyway. So you can walk away getting, you know, 30% off of something that's already not super expensive. And then if for some reason you don't love it, you're not wasting a ton of money and you can give it to a friend. So check that out. Um, I'm going to put the link in there. Or if you don't like going through podcast links, just go to conquer.com and you can... Um, use my code dare to move either way you'll get the discount if you type in the code um and yes i am stoked to be about to you know do the countdown tonight and be in this place of coaching this more deep meaningful work with people and really helping people make huge changes in their lives. So I invite all of you to reach out if you're looking for a coach and I'm excited to go through this new year with you guys and bring you more CEOs and high performers and share what's going on for me because obviously that's how I learn is um, through reflection and, and sharing and um, and from meeting other people. So thank you so, so much for tuning in. Um, I'll give another little tiny plug for myself is, um, cause I know you guys ask about this a lot. If you want to work out or maybe you like, I, at least one of you wrote to me over Christmas about this. You took my berries class once in Boston. You found the podcast. You can't get to my berries classes anymore. Go download the move with app one word move with, and you can pull up my treadmill classes or my dumbbell classes and literally work out to my voice. If you're 37 minutes in and you're still enjoying my voice, I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy, um, me training you so um, check out my classes on the move with app and I will be seeing you guys with Anna up first and then Bridget and then Manny Steuben and then Lindsay Muller and then Jeff this month I'm so stoked to have that lineup for you and I wish you all a very 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 happy new year let's do all the things we want to do manifest it all and um, be thankful for being able to even go after it. So with that said, I wish you the best. And as always, dare to move.